Chamoto moto, penzi nipige buse uchamoto moto Kuwa tukipenda na utulilana pamoja tukizungumza Chasiri siri, buse uchasiri siri Siri siri, penzi nipige buse uchamoto moto Tulipo kuwa tukipenda na utulilana pamoja tukizungumza Moto moto, penzi nipige buse uchaki moto moto Tulipo ukuwa tukipenda na tulilala pamoja tukizungumza Siri siri, penzi nipige buse ucha siri siri Uchaki moyo moyo, penzi nipige buse uchaki moyo moyo Tulipo ukuwa tukipenda na tulilala pamoja tukizungumza Sika maleo, siku wajwana usika maleo Chaki moto moto, penzi nipige busu, chafaya ufaya Tulipo kuwa, tukipenda na, tulilala pamoja, tukizungumza Kisicha moto moto, penzi nipige busu, chaki moto moto Tulipo kuwa, tukipenda na, tulilala pamoja, tukizungumza Kisi cha moto moto, penzi nipige busu cha moto moto Kuwa tukipenda na watu lilala pamoja tukizungumza Penzi nipige busu cha moto moto Kisi cha faya faya Kuwa tukipenda na watu lilala pamoja tukizungumza Moto moto, kisi cha kimoto moto Kuwa tukipenda na watu lilala mara tukizungumza Chamoto moto, penzi nipige buse uchamoto moto Kuwa tukipenda na tulilala pamoja tukizungumza Chasiri siri, chakula chau siku chasiri siri
which was a totally new medium of expression and communication which the spoken word came in turn to imitate. Writing encouraged an analytical mode of thinking with emphasis upon lineality. Once more, please. The trouble is I keep thinking of improvements on these passages all the time. With emphasis upon lineality, continuity, in other words, visuality. Writing was an embalming process that froze life. It eliminated the art of ambiguity and made puns the lowest form of wit. The expert is the man who stays put. Writing destroyed word linkages. The simultaneous budget relation between many letters and words have to be sacrificed to keep everything moving as strong as plain on one letter. The word became the static symbol, applicable to and separate from that which is symbolized. It now belonged to the objective world. It could be seen, was a thing. Now came the distinction between being and meaning. Uh, says that all he's doing is describing. John? John who? Very many value judgments or suggestions about what people should do about this. For instance, Marshall himself uh, says that all he's doing is describing. Every new technology creates a new environment in which men live and work. The technology of the alphabet and of movable type. Printing, 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 printing. Predisposed us to think and act in certain ways. Printing extended the emphasis upon lineality. It fostered and encouraged a fragmented process. A process of specialism and of detachment. A habit of thinking in bits and parts and step by step. Printing completely changed everything. It changed what men thought of themselves, how they behaved toward each other. It changed systems of government, and so on, and so on, and so on. Printing technology confirmed and extended the new visual stress. It provided the first uniformly repeatable commodity, the first assembly line, mass production. Created the portable book, which men could read in privacy and in isolation from others. Men could now inspire and conspire. It was the print-oriented genius of the Western world that created an applied knowledge and technology unrivaled in human history, and learned to manipulate matter, energy, and human life by breaking down every useful process into its functional parts, then producing any required number of each part. Feeling like he was lost in the bush, boy? Just as pre-shaped parts became components of, say, an airplane, human specialists became components of a great social, social machine. 
Compartmentalization of occupation. Compartmentalization of occupations and interests bring about.
cap Slap the pit Sweeping out the chicken house Drinking whiskey in the barn
Lab Black Plastic on Mutiny Radio.fm.
Somebody told him that, well, your wife was forced to stand and he turned into a dove, so he flew away. So
jealous of this boy, you see, with this dog, because whenever he goes out, he could kill big animals, and this dog could kill big animals because it was so good. And another thing was this, this dog was so good because it was blessed by the uh, spirits. So one day they went on hunting and uh, so many people were jealous of this boy. They thought of how to kill the dog. So what they thought was, first of all, they hit the dog with a knife. After they hit the dog, then they will uh, skin it to make sure that it will not be, it will, it will not be alive again. And after they skin it, then they could bear it. So they did that one day while they were out hunting. The boy was not there, so they took the dog and they killed Machina. And so after they killed Machina, Machina was skinned. And after they skinned Machina, they killed Machina. So this boy was very sad that he could not find his As he was going home, he was singing this song. Your guys namunu guaraim gayam guyaenda. Your guys namunu guaraim gayam machinam. Your guys namunu guaraim deyo yoenda. And then the response to this song is, Yaenda your guys namunu guaraim. Yaenda your guys namunu. Others would sing. Yanda, your guys, Namu, Yanda, your guys, Namu, So the song goes on like this. Your guys, Namu, Guaram, Guyam, Guyanda.
at BlackPlasticumUnionRadio.fm. Donate some money to the station. Please, thank you. The state where I was born and raised My mother, how I hated to leave her Mother dear, who now is dead But I had to go and leave her So my children could have bread Perhaps, dear friends, you're wondering what the miners eat and were. This question I will try to answer, for I'm sure that it is fair. For breakfast we had bulldog gravy, for supper we had beans and bread. The miners don't have any dinner, and I tick a straw they call a bed. Well, we call this hill owner's friends. I must tell 
you all goodbye. Oh, I know you all are hungry. Oh, my darling friends, don't cry. So when the parents came, they said, but what have you been doing here? Look, the animals came and they ate everything. Now the boy said, no, no, no. The what the minors eat and work. I am going to take care of it myself. So the mother was there very early in the morning. She was very careful to see that no animals could come and eat. And this could do care. It was seen. They could eat again and went away. Now the father came and he said, Long time ago, uh, there was uh, the hare. And uh, the hare is known in the forest as the cleverest animal. And uh, every time he is always there to make a trick. So one day, he was uh, moving with his uncle the baboon. They said, well, the baboon said, uh, cousin, why can't you go and uh, visit my relative somewhere? Oh, the hare said, oh yeah, uncle, we can go. So they went on. Now, while they were on the way, they got a tree called Mundacha. And Mundacha, this kind of a tree, is the tree which uh, they use if they are eating something and uh, they burn their throat, something which is hot, and they burn their throat. So instead of drinking water, they would take Mundatra and eat Mundatra, you see, so their throat would be cold. So they saw this um, twig, it's quite a twig anyway, it's not a tree. So uh, the baboon said, now cousin, do you see, here is Mundatra. So if I can get anywhere and I'm eating something and I bend myself, please, when I say go and pick Mundatra, you'll come and pick this, this, this tree. Oh, they said, oh, that's okay, uncle. So they went over for about 10 miles. Down they go to the place, and then while they were there, they, oh, there was nice chicken and Mmm. So, well, everything was there, and uh, while they began to eat, and the baboon, you see, did not like to eat, I mean, the, 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 the hare to eat, you know, this nice dish. He wanted to eat everything himself you see. so he thought of a trick he just you know because he was the he is the uncle and he's respected 
So he was to eat first. So he had to eat first. Now he just took and just the first thing he took and put in his mouth. He said, mm, cousin, cousin, uh, I'm going to the place. Can you go and find that for me? Please, 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 please. Then the air, well, he didn't know what was happening. He says, okay, okay, uncle. So no, we just took and just the first thing he took and put in his mouth. He said, mm, cousin, cousin, uh, I'm going to the place. Can you go and find some data for me, please, 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 please. Then the air, well, he didn't know what was happening. He says, okay, okay, uncle. So he went over and ran for 10 miles and took this data. And 10 miles back, 20 miles, and by the time I was back, the whole food was finished. Well, he was worried, but well, he said, well, the baboon made a trip to me, I'm going to do the same to him. So one day, uh, the hare had to brew beer at his place, and after he brewed beer, you see, he called all the animals of the forest including that baboon. So the baboon came. While he was there, he gave baboon so much beer to drink that the baboon was so drunk that he did not know what to do. So he was just lying there on the floor. Then the hare said, Uncle, why do you lie here? Why can't I take you and go and put you in a better place where you can sit? He said, oh yeah, okay, cousin. He was drunk, he didn't know what he was saying. So the baboon was taken and the, the hare put the baboon on the on a root. And uh, there are some trees with roots that, you know, that are exposing, the, which are exposed on the ground. So the, the baboon went to sit there and the hare took a nail and the nail, the of the baboon on the on this food. So afterwards, when all animals after the party, all animals went away and the baboon was there. So the baboon, you know, was up when he was having his still a little bit of him but well he was okay, he was still he was not doing what he tried to move, he could not because his his tail was nailed there. So he tried again and so he's saying like this. Bagoma na mushwe undo bi.
Bonsoir American friends, I am Lynn Renault and I am indeed happy to tell you that Capitol Records has signed me to a contract. Soon I think you will be listening to my first record. But before our friend plays it, with your permission, I would like to tell you a little about my first trip to your country. It was only a short time ago that I arrived here to play first the Waldorf Astoria Hotel. I must not forget to tell you that it was because of the wonderful Bob Hope that I came to America. Bob heard me on radio and at the Moulin Rouge in Paris and brought me over here. In February, I did the television show with him. Since then, it seems that many exciting events have occurred. Recently, I played an engagement at the Coconut Grove in the Ambassador Hotel in Los Angeles and sang on another Bob Hope Accompanying me to America was my manager, who is a famous songwriter in France and writes my special material, Louis Gasté, between us. He is also my husband. <laughs> also on the trip with me is my conductor, Pierre Pierre, my husband. <laughs> also on the trip with me is my conductor, Pierre Guillerme. I live, perhaps you know, you want to know where I live. I live in the country just outside of Paris. But I was born in the city of Armentiers in France. You remember, mademoiselle from Armentiers is not me, but perhaps to my grandmother. <laughs>
Flat Black Plastic Mutiny Radio FM. Only the names have been changed to protect the innocent. NBC brings you Dragnet. <laughs> Nothing else? No. 
Here's a copy of the letter. The usual. Read it. Yeah. Yeah. I have your daughter, Judy. Get, uh, what, what's that? 30000 $30,000 quick if you want her back alive. Don't call police or I'll kill her. Contact you later. Signed, uh, what was it? The Wolf. Oh, Wolf. I could think of a better name. Come on, here we are. Got the original note, Joe. Lee Jones down at the crime lab. He's checking it for prints and handwriting. Well, if he was... Oh, hi, Dave. Uh, right on the house, boys. Just waiting for you. Thanks, Dave.
never in the series of presidential profiles. Dwight David Eisenhower, 34th President of the United States. The world and we have passed the midway point of a century of continuing challenge. At such a time in history, we who are free must proclaim anew our faith. This faith is the abiding creed of our fathers. It is our faith in the deathless dignity of man, but governed by eternal moral and natural law. This faith defines our full view of life. It establishes beyond debate those gifts of the Creator that are man's inalienable rights and that make all men equal in His sight. It was the age of anxiety, the Cold War of the 1950s, and the American people scanned the political horizon for a man of strength and character. They found that man in Dwight Black Plastic, MutinyRadio.fm. Keep listening.
Let's bring it in. 